0: Welcome to The Lively Show. Let's explore the beauty of being alive. Hello, my friends, and welcome to today's show. I am so excited to be speaking with you. And today's topic came as a request from the community over on Instagram at Bella Lively World. So if you want to follow me over there, by all means, feel free to. I'm probably most present in social media on that platform. So by all means, go there. And also, if you want to meet the Alively community, you can also go over to alivelyworld.com and sign up for our free little social media platform that we have for you and all of the community members that would like to join that. So if you want to meet each other and want to go, how do I talk to the other people in this community? That's the place to go. If you want to find me, I spend most of my time just because I like looking at Instagram and Frenchies and design and all that kind of stuff. I spend a lot in fashion, let's be honest. It's all over on Instagram. So at Bella Lively Worlds, where you can find me spending my time. And if you want to share something with me, by all means. So I got a request about this episode talking about how I use my Bella Vita for life decision making. So if you're not familiar, Bella Vita is this reality that I I created for myself out of the joy of creation. So after years and years and years of deep, deep, deep beanbag releasing, cocooning, inner voice, like going really deep in 2020, I realized and came out with the aha of, oh, I'm just pure consciousness. I'm just awareness. And that awareness and pure consciousness that I am is simply experiencing the physical form on the human level at this moment, but it is not what I ultimately am. I am not a human. I am a consciousness experiencing a human form. And my soul, as other, you know, has also had other lifetimes in human forms. But that consciousness is actually what I am, not the life form or the mental identity, the egoic identity, as Eckhart would say. So out of all of that, I realized, okay, I'm just awareness. Well, I can be awareness in this reality. I can be awareness, imagining a fake stressful future of what's going to happen next, what's going to happen in the world, what's going to, you know, where's AI going to go? I can, I can, plot and plan an imaginary stressful future. I can go back into the past and go, oh, this is the trauma that I had with my blah, 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 blah. I can go back into a fake imaginary past. Or I could go into my own browser tab of my soul of Chrome and make my own beautiful tab. So imagine that my soul is Chrome and it has different browser tabs or playing different Netflix shows. And so all the potential lifetimes my soul's had are just different episodes playing on different tabs from different humanistic or maybe sometimes non-humanistic life trains of of timelines. So they're all playing all the different shows, no matter what timeframe of humanity or physical reality they're playing, they're playing at the same time. So I'm in one in it's moving forward as the Jess slash Bella Lively lifetime. And it's in 2023 right now playing on that. Episode, but I realized as awareness, I could just make my own tab and arbitrarily just create whatever I want in it, and that's what I basically do with Bella Vita. So I use my imagination to create this reality. I have created an actual audio series. It's six or seven weeks long. It's over at bellalively.com/slash Bella Vita. If you want to go listen to hear in depth how I spent 2022 creating this very multifaceted and beautiful, amazing reality for myself, I truly love it. It was my favorite thing of 2020 that I experienced, and I just. I still use it all the time, including for life decisions, which is the topic of today's show. So that's Bella Vita. It's just my own reality that I've created for the pure joy of whatever I want to experience as awareness, creating a reality, because that's ultimately what we're all doing. So that one in my own tab though is sovereign. There's no mass consciousness there. There's nothing except for what I decide to be there and I can make it changed immediately. And I can intend and immediately experience the manifestation that I choose in my Bella Vita. So if I want to fly a spaceship looking car with 17 Frenchies inside, which maybe I would do actually, because that sounds kind of fun. I could do that and just imagine what that would feel like and have the feeling of that experience immediately and the perceptual experience of it also immediately because I realize I'm just awareness here and I can just be awareness there, imagining all of those uh, senses that I want to experience in that reality. So that is what Bella Vida is. Now, before I get into the decision-making, I actually think this is an amazing and powerful opportunity to update on a mass consciousness level and go into a new mentality that I think we're actually going into as we speak right now. So historically speaking, humanity's had a lot of suffering. This is something that the collective, the channeled uh, entities that were channeled by Annie Francoeur over the years of The Lively Show earlier in, I think it was probably 2019. You could go back to those episodes. They're amazing. And they said very much, very frequently that humans... Had really got stuck on suffering, and it never was designed to be this dense, this heavy, this laden with suffering and trauma and negativity, and like basically lack of consciousness. This reality was never meant to be this laden with suffering but it became so and it doesn't have to be so anymore it just you know kind of the law of attraction you could say the momentum of that suffering snowballed and really kind of got out of hand so we've had a lot of lifetimes and a lot of eons of suffering if you look around to london alone just looking at all the churches with all those crucifixes of jesus on top suffering for our sins as they say that you get the idea there's a lot of suffering and then those old phrases like i used to walk five miles to school in the snow no. And I used to like how tough people before us had it. And also there's an idea of the earning of what they have now. And then maybe that other people should suffer also so that they can earn what they also have. You might've noticed that with different family members in the past, or just people you hear in mass consciousness talking about how difficult life used to be and the lessons they got out of it and sometimes projecting that level of suffering on other people so that they can also get the goodness that the the suffering person might have received out of the suffering they had. That's the old mentality. But there's, I actually believe right now is actually the shifting into a new mentality. And actually, I would imagine so many people listening to this episode, especially the mothers that have children, are actually very clearly bringing this new mentality in many cases into the lives that their children have in the future and are coming into the new energy. So that would be, I'm going to call that loosely conscious creation. So instead of a suffering mentality, it's more of a conscious creation mentality and not emphasizing the suffering it is a part of this reality that doesn't have to be like we can't we don't have to pretend like orange doesn't exist in the rainbow. <laughs> we just don't have to make the entire reality orange. So yeah, suffering can be a part of this reality but it doesn't have to be so permanent and long suffering on the suffering topic. So it doesn't have to be nearly as pervasive. It's an option of an experience and it doesn't mean it's right or wrong but the perpetuation of it doesn't have to be quite as extreme and exhausting as it actually has been. This is where the conscious creation and the actual understandings of physics. So as quantum mechanics and the physicists that are working on understanding what energy is, gravity is, and the ties between Newtonian and quantum physics, as they become more aware to what they've already seen, even just already with the quantum mechanics and the consciousness collapsing the wave function, as they realize that they are the consciousness collapsing the wave function, therefore they are the consciousness manifesting the reality they're perceiving instead of thinking it's outside of them or any other conscious being, that once they realize that, they're going to realize, oh, consciousness is creating the reality. Consciousness is creating the reality. We don't have to suffer and create more suffering so that we're consciousness creating a suffering reality. We can choose this in many, many different pathways that are ultimately our sovereign choice. So we're leading into that. <laughs> we're in the baby steps of it, but it's it's shifting into that. And I'm sure many people that have children right now are not trying to have their children walk five miles to school in the snow just to like get that hard work ethic in them. There's nothing wrong, again, with hard work. There's nothing wrong with suffering. There's nothing wrong with the color orange. But does that need to be the most pervasive color in the rainbow that we experience in this reality? And does that even lead to the most leveraged efficacy in this reality? No, it doesn't. It actually doesn't. Abraham Hicks says this all the time. One who's in alignment with Source is more powerful than millions who are not. So, millions who are just working hard are not nearly as powerful as one who's in alignment with the Source. And the Source is that inner voice part of themselves. So, it's all kind of tying together, right? Now, one of the things I've noticed in that old mentality, and this is where I think the Bella Vida life decision making episode comes in, is the idea in the old mentality of the deserted island scenario. Have you guys ever heard that? I'm sure so many of you have. I can definitely speak to my life in America growing up. You would hear, oh, let's say something matters to you that you're excited about. And then someone would come in and say, well, if you were on a deserted island, that wouldn't matter to you. So it only matters to you because of other people around you. (laughs) And they would say, if you're on the deserted island, it wouldn't matter what you look like. So, Anything you're doing, let's say, for example, with what you look like is <laughs> the deserted island, completely irrelevant. So really, it's just mass consciousness and you're doing it for other people. Therefore, it's bad. You ever heard that? It could be anything, but I'm just picking that as an example. Now, that is so interesting that those people, historically speaking, made that the go-to reasoning for so much. It goes back to this idea, actually, without them realizing it, of suffering. Okay, a deserted island. Now, there's different ways you can interpret that idea. If, If you're on a, what are the three things you take with you on a deserted island? Now that depends on like the deserted island if they say let's say for example that your vanity is you know stupid and you shouldn't be doing it because on a deserted island it wouldn't matter to you if your legs are shaved or not I don't know I'm just making up something random well yes if you're on a deserted island and you're in survival mode with nothing available to you other than sand the beach and seagulls and the three things you decided to bring on your on your trek with you maybe you brought your iPad and you said you wanted to bring your favorite food like macaroni and cheese on your deserted island and you're gonna have like your favorite TV show if those are the three things Things you decided to bring with you then yeah you didn't bring a razor so you can't shave your legs like that's not something that's on your list of priorities of the three things you're allowed to bring on this deserted island that show you actually care about those things and everything else wouldn't actually matter because you wouldn't even have a mirror a la, let's say, something vanity or physically related. Well, okay, guys. Yeah, you wouldn't bring high heels on a deserted island because there's no one to see you wearing them, etc. Well, okay, that's all true, fine. On a deserted island, none of that might actually matter because you're trying to survive on a deserted island. But what the updated, new mentality, conscious creation era is coming into, I think is much more powerfully aligned and conscious and understanding this reality much better is the Bella Vida version. The question being, instead of what would you do a deserted island where you're limited to just three things and everything else is survival, hmm. or let's go to Bella Vita. When you create your own browser tab of your consciousness and you can do anything you ever could possibly imagine without any single limitation in this reality or beyond it, what would you choose? With everything available, not just three favorite things that you bring from this earth reality there, but from anything you could possibly use your imagination to conceive of, what would you do with an unlimited amount of experiences, an unlimited vast amount of resources, because the resources truly just your imagination to manifest it? If you want to be a billionaire, a trillionaire, a Google lined trillionaire, you could do that in your Bella Vita. If you, not that you, because you don't even need money, it doesn't mean anything there, but it's something you could do if you wanted that kind of experience experience if you wanted to go on the biggest, let's say you're a huge snowboarder and you just feel like, I want to go snowboard for a year down a you know, trail. And I never want my legs to get tired. And I want to see the most beautiful scenery I possibly could imagine. And I want it to be the best powder snow. And I want nothing to get in my way. You could make that perceptual experience there. If it's something like you love driving in this reality, and you wanted to drive your favorite dream car, it's maybe even vintage and not even a lot like on the planet anymore. And you want it to go 100,000 miles an hour instead of the 100 it might be able to go. You can do that in your Bella Vita. If you want to de- decorate your outfits and your, <laughs> which, you know, I've obviously done. You can do that in Bella Vita. You can wear whatever you want. You can have couture and it's so couture that it's not even, you know, any other designer's creation, except for what you can look like, dress yourself in a flower. You can be a rainbow outfit with true rainbow, instead of having to have colored fabric like we do here on earth. Your sparkles so not to be rhinestones or sequins. They can be truly stardust if you want them to be there. So, this is the power you have with Bella Vida. It is you choosing without any limitations at all, at all, at all, at all. What would you do without any limitation because your consciousness creating a reality for the chosen experience, a la also the vibrational feelings that those experiences will provoke? in evoke in you. And no one in mass consciousness will see you just like on the deserted island. And no one can say what you've chosen in your Bella Vita is right or wrong. So this is truly still the deserted island where you're the sovereign creator, but instead of from a suffering mentality of suffering and you have nothing at your disposal, except for the three things you brought with you, you're now in a Bella Vita tab where you can do anything endlessly and you don't have to wait for time or space or physics to support it. You can float, you can be nothing, you can be a cloud, you can be a rainbow, you can be a friendship, you could have have 75 Frenchies and a human avatar body. You can be the character that looks like Avatar in James Cameron's movie if you want to. You can be Darth Vader if you want to pretend to be. You can be Elmo. You can be uh, a guinea pig. It's truly just whatever your perceptual decision is going to be. That's Bella Vita. Now, how do I use that to make decisions in this reality? Basically, what I've realized is I've spent a lot of time creating my Bella Vita, for the pure joy of Bella Vida itself. So I don't actually do it and I didn't start doing it for life decisions here on earth. I started doing it for the pure joy of the experiences because I was just awareness anyways. And instead of worrying about a fake future, a stressful experience in this reality or stressing or thinking and considering the past of this reality, I decided, why don't I just go to my own chosen place and play there? Why don't I just go be imagination in action? Why don't I do that? And so as I did that, I created this whole little ecosystem that brings me so much joy. I keep editing and updating it as I choose to and going back to all the favorite experiences that I still have there also. But as I got to have this clear picture, as I lived my life in this reality, I started to bring, you could, I almost think of it like clip art. Like I started to bring the JPEGs and the pictures and the ideas of this reality into my Bella Vita reality. So as I'm, let's say, shopping on a street or something, if I see something I like, I have a closet that is amazing at Bella Vita. So I'll think, would I want that in my Bella Vita? And I can just put it there because I want it, because I want that experience of the joy that I feel when I imagine having that object. It's not that the object's providing the feeling, it's just the idea of having that in that experience evokes the vibration that feels great. Awesome. I'm not sitting there doing it for mass consciousness or when anyone else seeing me wear that item might think about me. I'm doing it because I actually like it in my own reality without anyone watching this is actually something also the collective used to talk about. They said, when you make purchases, they said to do it because it's something that brings you joy. So they made a, a story about if you go buy a, a store and you see a stone like a diamond or a rock, or for me, it'd be probably a crystal. But if you see something like a diamond that you, is the size of a skating rink and you just really love it. And if you buy it and you bring it home and you put it in your drawer and every now and then you take it out and you look at it and you love it so much, that's the reason to buy the diamond. But if you're getting it so that you can wear it out and about and everybody can see you in it so that they see that you're wearing it, that's not the reason to purchase something. But if you're doing it for yourself and for your private life or for your, you know, your joy, you can still wear it out obviously. But like the idea is if you're just doing it for yourself rather than doing it for others perception of you to change, that's the reason to do something. And Bella Vita is an amazing playground to start to figure out what is truly my sovereign choice without mass consciousness and not worrying about what other people think about me. What would I choose if I was taking it to my Bella Vita? So doing it there is a great place that I just you you could put as much as you want there, by the way, there's no limitation. So whatever your financial situation, if it's in that direction or experiential situation is. Um, let's say you have three kids right now and you don't have time to go to a luxurious spa and stay there for three months totally alone without anyone um, you know, asking for your attention. You could do that in your Bella Vita even if you can't have that experience at this now moment in your human reality quite so much with your three little children. So you can kind of make this, whether it's the physical experiences you'd like to have, like snowboarding down a giant mountain or going into the jungles and the Amazons to some rainforest that's filled with bubbles and fairies. you You don't have to make it anything even like this specific human reality, but take the inspiration you like or you could go shopping at Celine if you want to. It's, it's or Chanel, it doesn't even matter. Whatever the experiences of this reality that feel fun or the adaptation of that, you know, bending all the rules of physics that you would like to bend. If you want to fly or float, you do not ever have to use gravity or walk. You don't even need a physical format of that reality you're creating. It could be like floating in a bunch of blobby things that, and you don't even have a body, like truly your creation, your reality, your choice. But if you choose to do stuff that is earthly as well and bring it in there, it can be a great way to make decisions even here as well. So first, the question is, do I want this item in Bella Vita? <laughs> it's a great way to go. So would I bring that there? Then... You can also make decisions of would I, if I have it in my Bella Vita for sure, would I want to have it here also? Now, there are some exceptions to this for myself. So one, for example, is I'll give you an example. I was thinking about pajamas. I've already said this on the episode before, but there was this you know, cozy kind of like granddad type of pajama set that is very popular with some of the fashion bloggers I follow here in the UK for the winter. It's cozy. It's comfortable. They're pretty cute, sort of, but like that's like definitely a go-to look that I see a lot of girls share that I like their other fashion items. So I decided to bring it to Belavida and I realized I wouldn't have those pajamas in Belavita ever. Like I just would never have them there. So I realized as I brought them to Belavida and it didn't spark any joy without, you know, the practicality of trying to stay warm in London or the popularity of that style here, it didn't actually spark any joy to have it in Belavita. So it was something to give me an insight that actually I don't even like that type of pajama that much. Now that said, I have shoes here for the practicality of the earth rain that I have here. But when I'm in Bella I can have rain and thunderstorms galore if I want to, but I never have to get wet unless I choose to get wet. So I would never walk or I haven't decided it would be fun to walk in the rain in Bella but I'm living in London and there's rain and I do walk in it when it comes to walking. So I do adapt and have things in this reality, to be fair, that I wouldn't necessarily have in Bella Vida. I wouldn't have probably as much black items as I have in this reality in Bella Vida, to be honest. I love black in this reality, and it looks so good, and it's so weather appropriate for this time-space reality that I'm in. But in Bella Vida, my Environment is very Sydney weather, and so I wouldn't need. And it's never grim. It's never wet. It's never rainy. It's never dark. So because of that, I'm basically always wearing white, bright jeans and t shirts and flowy linens and silks and that kind of stuff. But that is certainly not very practical to my little body on Earth. So I do have exceptions, and what I can still do though in Bellavita is take a, let's say, a black pair of pants or a black pair of boots or whatever I'm thinking of, even if they're black or whatever color they are, I can take them to Bella Vita and then go, would I choose this item for my earth self from the Bella Vita side? So from this unlimited creator space, would I choose this item to be in my Bella London side of life, the other browser tab. And that's also something you can play with. So there's a few ways to look at this. One, would you bring this item you're considering to Bella Vida? If you don't want it in Bella Vida, it's very likely that this might be something that is more of that mass consciousness doing it for other people or just kind of being a little bit influenced by outer joys of other people sparked joy rather than your own. So you might not wanna have it in your Bella Vita because of that reason. And also you may not choose to have it here on earth. Or you can have things at Bella Vida that you wouldn't choose to have here. Like you might choose to be Elmo in your Bella Vida and not choose to dress like Elmo on Earth. Or you might choose to have the three-month vacation spa holiday on your, in your Bella Vida, but you don't actually choose to do a three-month holiday while you have three small children and one of them's an infant on Earth. So you can kind of make decisions that are purely just Bella Vida choices. And you can also make choices that are Earth-specific, but you can also align them to the choices you would wish for your Earth self from your Bella Vita self. So from this unlimited creator's part of you, what would you choose for your avatar on earth? What would you choose for your human self? So switch perspectives, come in as the avatar unlimited creator that you are in Bella Vita and then go from that place in your, in your other browser tab, look into this browser tab and say, what would I wish for her or him, the avatar you're here as your being? What would you want? So these are all fun ways to play Decision making choices for myself. I love to do this with the decorating and the choices I'm making for the flat. So as I have the flat and as I'm bringing things into it, I'm making the decision: Does this align to the Bella London flat I would create for myself in Bella Vita? What's really interesting is obviously time and space is going to continue in this reality, but I have some real beautiful visions, and I've really thought about what would I do with this flat if there was no limitations in Bella Vita, and I have a lot of ideas of what that might look like already, and I'm going to flow in the now time-space reality as time goes forward to see which one of those or which elements of those visions that I have for it in the Bella Vita, Bella London flat, come into the actual earth, Bella London flat. Now, I'm making all obviously all the choices to silverware dishes, um, sofas, rugs, pillows, all that stuff is you know coming from the Bella Vita perspective already, but there's also more substantial changes in choices, more on the interior design side of things. For example, I would paint the kitchen cabinets in Bella Vita. I would get my dream crystal chandelier in Bella Vita London. I would have, um, what else would I change I'm thinking about? I'd have curtains, I'd have sconces, I'd have a certain artist's work probably here too, and a giant crystal that I barely can wrap my arms around. It's so big on my coffee table in the Bella London flat in Bella Vita. Now, as I have that, it's already, what's great again, is that it's already there in my Bella Vita, Bella London flat. So the flat, so I have a mansion in Bella Vita. I'm certainly not living in a 54 square meter place in Bella Vita. It's literally the size of like a small town, probably. It's a huge place. I don't even fill out most of the rooms. I just like the grandeur of the building architecturally speaking, but I use probably what would square footage be a fraction of that space um, when I'm actually in my Bella Vita. That said, it's all my creation, so I get to play with those kind of physics the way I choose to. But I also have this envisionment from that Bella Vita mega mansion, beautiful space place that I have. It's more of like a a compound or a palace. It's more of like a palace, I guess you could say, with the gardens and the the land and all that, because it's my own planet. There's no one else besides my Frenchies and Ellie, the dog that I have as well, that are on this planet. So it's just me and the dogs. So I can do whatever I want, because um, it's an entire planet. But I do have quite a beautiful... Palace on that planet for myself. And I have this imagination of what this reality's Bella London flat looks like. And I'm just going to be so fascinated to see what elements do and don't flow naturally, organically into this time space reality. Okay. And in this time space reality, I have, you know, I'm renting a flat, I'm not actually owning it. So obviously, there would be some structural changes. I would have to get permission. I wouldn't just like paint the cabinets without the permission of the owners. I'd want their blessing on that. And I have backsplash ideas too, just a lot of stuff that I'd love to do to invest into making this space and place as aligning as possible and actually aligned to what I would love to do if I was alone in my sovereign creation and my own reality. And I think that's something I've always known about interior design. I've had no hesitation to living in beautiful places and decorating spaces beautifully because I love it for myself. I share it with you guys really commonly on my Instagram too, because it's such a joy for me to feel the joy. I love sharing the joy that I feel in spaces, but I really do them for myself. And I love sharing that joy that I have with others, but I love being in these places, whether anyone ever, ever sees them, the joy I feel in them is unparalleled. And it's always basically been that way my whole life. So this is something that I know is more of an inner creation. I love also, and this is fun too, when it comes to mass consciousness and let's say trends, and you're like, well, I don't know if I like this trend or do I just like this trend because it's popular right now. I've noticed with my interior design passion, the passion for interior designs over my entire life has just generally, you could say, been consistent. And the styles that I preferred through that expression of joy in spaces has completely transformed and changed. The joy level's always been high, but the style and the form and the shape that that expression takes into what fabrics I like, what colors I choose, and what materials I end up bringing in or furniture styles, those all evolve as time and space do. And I actually love it because it gives me this chance to play with so many different Things Like I've had my vintage era, I've had my poppy color kind of Jonathan Adler era, I've had a lot of different eras of expression in interiors and then I also had all those travel years which was great because in a way even though I always wanted to have my own place to to decorate and so forth of course I got to explore a lot of different designs and a lot of different choices that were all beautiful but different than what I might have specifically chosen which helped expand me kind of like trying on a bunch of clothes helps expand you to go wow I never really thought I would like Bootleg jeans, but until I put them on and I saw how good I feel in them and, and look in them. And I just love them so much, I wouldn't have known it sparked joy. So there's been a lot of also expression and exposure to new designs that now I'm weaving into my preferences in Bella London as well. So yeah, this is basically how I use my Bella Vita to make choices. I bring it to Bella Vita and say, would I like this item in Bella Vita? Bring it in immediately if you do want it in Bella Vita. And then also you could just make up something for the pure joy of in your Bella Vita and then see, is there anything that approximates this effect or this thing in reality? Is there anything that is something I made in Bella Vita that I might be able to Bring to Earth. Is there anything I might be able to bring into this reality? Maybe you have a certain pair of jeans. I know I think about a lot about the body and the physical home stuff because that's I'm a Libra that likes that stuff. So, so of course I'm thinking in very Barbie's dream house type of scenario stuff because that's what I like in this reality. And I, know, I'm not dreaming about what concoctions I'd make for cooking in my reality because that's not my particular joy. I would just have macarons and champagne basically in Bella Vida. That's pretty much all I've ever (laughs) imagined eating or cooking in there. I don't actually really cook them. Um, I've actually only made my mom's cookie recipe. That's the only thing I've done as a cooking activity in Bella Vida for the joy of it because that actually does spark joy for the reminiscing of that. But other than that, I have never cooked a, a thing in my life. I haven't even thought about eating in that reality. It's just not my cup of tea, but I will make a cup of tea in Bella Vita. So you got to just figure out what, you know, let's say you make these pair of jeans that fits a certain way, because that's something I would think about a lot. And I'm like, well, I wonder if I can get that kind of jean style that I keep imagining in earth? Can I bring it to earth? So these are some things that can maybe inspire you to go out there and see if there exists something already, or even design or make something. I think this is a huge opportunity for new business ideas to be born. Go to your bellavita, make something that sparks tons of joy for you, and then see if it flows to bring something like it or approximating it into this time-space reality as well. So you can do it that way. You can also like bring those items, what I want it in Bella Vida and what I want it on earth and maybe make a purchase if it's a purchase related experience or an experience related decision, bring it to earth. And then also when you go to your Bella Vida and you think of an earth specific thing, like you might not need a toilet brush in your Bella Vida. I don't even have a bathroom in Bella Vida, but I have a bathroom here. So you might think about like, what would I want my bathroom accessories to look like on earth from Bella Vida? So I don't actually even have a bathroom on Bella Vita, but from that place, what would I choose for my earth space? So if that helps you, by all means, take what you like out of that. And someone else had asked me, and this is just like a last tangent on decision-making in a different context of, of things. Obviously I'm decorating right now so this is like a big subject of like purchase decisions cuz that's kind of where I'm at personally. By the way, you can use it in the reverse too. I'm glad I just thought about this. You can use your reverse case scenario. So maybe in your Bellavita or in this reality rather on earth, you might have a lot of clutter and a lot of stuff. Obviously I gave away all my possessions last year so I'm in the the curation phase, but you might of of expanding, but you might feel kind of like your possessions on earth are really not aligned to anything you'd have in your Bella Vita, in contrast, right? So you might use your Bella Vita to go, would this item that's in my closet, in my storage unit, in my under my bed or in my kitchen, is this item something I would have in Bella Vita? And if it's not, Let it go. Donate it. Pass it on, sell it, gift it to somebody else that so you don't have it in your space reality. So let that energy that it served its purpose and no longer serves you and no longer matches anything you would want in your Bella Vita or here from your Bella Vita place, let it go. This is something, especially if financials feel tight. And I remember when I was growing up and I started my jewelry business and I had started with nothing, basically, literally five dollar bag of beads. But anyways, I started from that place and I went through the recession. I remember I was not able to financially afford a lot at that time. I didn't know how to have abundance. I was just working hard and and grinding through what the best I knew how to do at the time. And I realized even back then, this is what my early blog in two thousand and nine was all about was I couldn't afford to have a lot of nice things, but I could afford to get rid of the things that were not nice. So I decided that, you know, maybe three things out of 10 things that I had were really nice quality and the seven other things were just things that were less quality but I could afford them, what I realized was there's nothing stopping me from letting go of the seven things or five of the seven things that weren't nice. There was no cost to that. So I could make under, as I called the blog back then, was make under my life. So I could make under instead of make over and the proportion of nice things, even if I had less things, totally would be nice. So I might wear the same outfits more frequently frequently because I'd have less options of clothing overall, but those items and outfits that I was wearing would be a nicer quality. Ironically, I'm actually at that same place in my life now, having given everything away and lived in suitcases. So I've lived with less clothes, but actually living in the suitcase for five of or six of the eight, last eight years of six of the last eight years I've lived in suitcases, I have had so little access to, I guess you could say, bulk amounts of any clothing that I have learned to invest in my clothing because I can only carry so little. So having the best pair of jeans that I love the most or the best jumpers that I love that will last because I'm going to wear them over and over and over again as it's coming out of this tiny capsule wardrobe. I've truly lived a capsule wardrobe for a long time, but I learned to actually invest in the best. So even when I wasn't in an abundance restricted state, like I was when I was younger, the same principles applied from both sides of the spectrum, having less, but having the best quality. It's not. It's not about less though. It's just about the best quality that brought me the most. And quality being what brings and sparks joy to some kind of former level of my Bella Vita. Now, if you love ball gowns in your Bella Vita and you don't actually want to wear ball guys in this earth, you're going to obviously have to adapt that and just kind of find what is the earth version that you'd wish for yourself from your Bella Vita into this reality, let's say, instead of ball gowns in my earth or corsets or whatever you might actually like in Bella Vita, but you would find too restrictive or or not practical in this reality just find those decisions like what would I do all things considering what would I want my London wardrobe in the rain in the winter to look like in real earth London from Bella Vita? you don't have to have the same wardrobe in your Bella Vita because there's no rain in London there it's always sunny skies if you choose it to be so so that hopefully will help but the other thing is Henry, you guys might've heard. I have, for the fun and joy of Bella Vita, I have these little Frenchies and I know that they're just facets and aspects of my own personality. There's Ellie, which is my old actual human dog, rescue dog that is now adopted by my previous neighbors in Michigan. She is the aspect of love and my heart. And so this little dog is pure love. She always was actually pure love. She is an aspect of my heart. She loves love. And I love love. So Ellie is my extrapolation in my Bella Vita of the loving aspect of myself. Then I have Cheesecake, who is my other puppy. Um, and she is my just my little sassy, or that, she's not my sassy, she's my sweet aspect of myself. Then I have Buddha, who is actually really sassy as a Frenchie. So Cheesecake, jalapeno, and Buddha are all Frenchies. And jalapeno is the spicy side of my my personality. But then I decided, why don't I take my masculine personality aspects and put that into my Bella Vita in a different form like the dogs. So basically, I imagine what would my masculine aspect, if I had an aspect of me that was masculine, what would that act like? What would that be like? What would that look like for the joy of it? Henry Cavill immediately came to mind. I feel like Henry, I, there's a lot of things about the actor, Henry Cavill, who's British that I like a, like his form. He's got the same kind of brown hair color that I have and blue eyes and similar skin colors. Like there's a lot of like, kind of actually funny enough, kind of, I wouldn't say genetic features, like we're brother and sister, but there's just enough similarity there that it actually kind of does feel, um, like (laughs) <laughs> something that feels like you don't obviously have to make your person. You can make your your masculine or feminine aspect completely different than you. You do not need to pick someone that genetically has similarities to you. But I just felt like, yeah, that just like seems like the, the male version of me. And I also love his intelligence. He seems quite smart. And so I'm like, oh yeah, those like elements of what I vaguely know of this human on earth. I take those elements and then I just take the rest of it and I make it truly my persona. So I use that as the archetype. And then I bring in all the other elements that are my masculine. And so I use that visual of that human that is on earth and kind of turn it into a Bella Vita version called Henry Lively. And Henry Lively is not actually Henry Cavill. He's just my Henry Lively, which is my male version of myself. And I love asking that masculine aspect of myself when I'm in dating scenarios on Earth, what my Henry part of me thinks about the situations because I have found it so fun and so playful because my inner voice coming through this Henry aspect or avatar character is so amazing. He always says, um, suffer no fools, or if you're suffering, they're a fool. And so it's been really interesting to see how cutthroat (laughs) my masculine aspect is for my feminine me on earth to it's like kind of like the most tough older brother or d- best friend you could ever 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 imagine on these guys and suffers no fools and actually most recently I was asking about a situation and it said he's suffering so he's a fool <laughs> Always, I got often, often, often I will get something if I ask a question to Henry that goes back to suffering and fools and basically choosing not to suffer any fools. And, And even if other people are suffering, don't suffer their foolishness for suffering. You name it, it's so funny. So anyways, you can do this again just as inspiration for whatever might be really fun for you. You can even make your inner voice an avatar that's different if you want to from your avatar that you go into as. So you can make an old wise woman You can make her the same twin version of you. You can make them look like Yoda if you want to. The choice is yours, but be playful with it if you choose to. And again, you can use those inner voice avatars or Henry or some version of something like that if you want to, to help make decisions in this reality as well. So there you have it, my friends. I hope you find this episode interesting and insightful. Remember, we've had the old mentality of suffering. It's time to let that literally... It's had its time. This reality is an impermanent reality and the... perpetuation of the intensity and the long-suffering nature of suffering. It's time to go. We have a better understanding of this reality. Even the physics is starting to really get into this now, too. It's time to realize we are consciousness creating reality, and if we choose to, we can make it as beautiful, fun, and aligning as we would want to, and we have the wisdom to get into ourselves, to find our own inner voices understanding of this transition from these realities, from the suffering reality into the conscious reality, how to let go of the mass consciousness beliefs. Do not worry about what other people say about the deserted island scenarios and whatever they seem or deem vain for you. If you do these things in your own bella vida for your own joy with no one watching you, it is a very good indication that it actually matters to you, at least at this point in your time-space reality as well. And that doesn't need to be discredited because it's not giving you an external sense of validation because there's no one external there to validate it. It's more about an internal state of joy and frequency and vibration. And remember all of this is just for fun because you are just consciousness creating reality. None of it needs to be permanent. None of it needs to define you. It's just a playful creation in the sandbox of life, whether you're in the sandbox of your Bella Vita, which is very instantaneous and light, or even if you're in the sandbox of earth, which is just a little bit more dense and a little more slow in the time-space reality we're in, but is still just the same. They're just manifestations happening over and over and over again for learning, wisdom, and joy. Until next time, may something wonderful happen to you today.